Another town finds toxins in their water. That and other stories for the week ending January 31st, 2016. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. There was more disturbing news about the water crisis in Michigan. As most know, the residents of Flint have been trying to deal with lead poisoning in their tap water. For months, government officials knew about the problem, but didn't sound the alarm for city residents. But last week, it was learned that state officials were so concerned about water quality that they arranged for coolers of purified water to be delivered to state employees in Flint as long as a year ago. Yet this was at a time when officials were telling Flint residents their water was safe to drink. At nearly the same time, a doctor revealed that lead levels in the blood of children in Flint had spiked. State and federal officials are still trying to get the Flint system working, but residents are skeptical of any government action at this point, and there were reports that filters given to people were not adequate to handle the lead levels. The Flint disaster, among other water problems around the planet, were no doubt on the minds of political and economic leaders who meet every year at the World Economic Forum. The conclusion? During the next decade, water crises are the top risk to society and industry. While attention has been on lead contamination in Flint, people in a small town in New York are struggling with a water pollution problem of a different kind. A little more than a month ago, the federal government told the people of Hoosick Falls not to drink their tap water. It turns out that the water is contaminated with a chemical called perfluorooctanoic acid, or PFOA. An industrial plant has been using PFOAs in its manufacturing process, and the chemicals have infiltrated the town's water wells. The plant is owned by a French company, Saint-Gobain, which has been providing bottled water to the town since November 2015. Last week, Governor Andrew Cuomo declared the company's facility to be a Superfund site, and the famed activist Aaron Brockovich met with town residents on Saturday. PFOA is a water and oil repellent and had earlier been used to make Teflon. DuPont Chemical stopped using it in 2013, but still faces thousands of lawsuits from dumping tons of the chemical in rural West Virginia. Residents of the town in New York have been concerned that the chemical has caused a lot of people there to have cancer, and indeed it has been linked to kidney cancer, testicular cancer, along with thyroid disease and colitis. There's good news for those who live in the eastern part of North America. The content of toxic mercury that ends up in soils, water, and food chains is going down. But mercury levels are trending up in the central part of the U.S. and parts of the West, according to a new study from the University of California at Santa Cruz. But how could mercury levels be going down in the east and up in the west? The decline in the east is thought to be due to scrubbers that have been mandated on coal-fired plants and also the conversion to natural gas. But the problem in areas of the Rocky Mountains and the Middle States is that mercury-polluted air travels from China. And as it rains or snows, the mercury is washed from the air to the ground. It then gets into organisms high on the food chain, including fish. The problem may not be improving as 500 new coal-fired facilities are in the works in Asia. And speaking of coal, Burning fossil fuels releases large amounts of CO2 into the atmosphere, about a third of which gets absorbed into our oceans, making them more acidic. In fact, the acidity of seawater has gone up about 30% since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s, and not without consequences. There are many impacts from ocean acidification, from weakening the shells of mussels and oysters to generating disruptive algal blooms. But a recent paper from scientists in Australia
Australia has a more alarming potential effect. Drunk fish. Yes, dazed and confused fish. Increasing levels of carbon dioxide in ocean water could affect fish brains in such a way that they lose their sense of direction and ability to navigate. It's a condition called hypercapnia and intoxicates fish, leaving them disoriented and unable to spot predators. The researchers from the University of New South Wales say this has huge implications for world fisheries and marine ecosystems. The scientists expect hypercapnia to begin when the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere hits 650 parts per million. The UN Science Climate Panel says that it could happen as early as mid-century if emissions continue on their current path. However, at the Paris Climate Talks last December, countries agreed to cap warming enough so that CO2 emissions are at a safer level. The researchers warn, however, that if atmospheric pollution continues to rise, by the end of the century, up to half the world's oceans will be toxic to their inhabitants. And finally, while we're on the topic of oceans, they're a huge draw for tourists hoping to get a glimpse of a dolphin, whale, or other amazing sea creature. On the Greek island of Zakynthos, for example, eco-tourists hope to be lucky enough to spot one of the area's loggerhead turtles that use the shallow waters and sandy beaches to breed and nest. Unfortunately, the turtles arrive at about the same time the summer tourist season revs up, meaning turtle-spotting boats crowd around the animals like relentless paparazzi. That results in stressed out creatures, according to ecologist Gail Schofield in the latest issue of Hakai Magazine. She's studied the loggerheads for the past 15 years and has found that the more humans crowd around them, the more energy they expend swimming away. It's also meant that by the end of the summer, boats compete to see fewer turtles. Making matters worse, when one vessel would spot a loggerhead, others would race over to get a peek. The Marine Park's guidelines say boats should stay near a turtle for no more than 10 minutes, but a succession of boats often brings that time to more like an hour. Schofield recommends that boat operators alter their schedule to give the animals some privacy. Adding that well-intentioned tourists should recognize that turtles, like us, need a little me time too. Oh, and by the way, they could be shelling out a lot of money not to see turtles. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash sustainable 16.